Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Today's episode is sponsored by Ravel and Bethany House Publishers, which are divisions of Baker Publishing Group. Find out more at bakerpublishinggroup.com. Hi, everyone. It is Jamie Jo right here with Madlet Musings. And today I have a new author, um, Rebecca Millette. Hello. Hi. So thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited. I'm so glad to have you here. And I say new author, but is this really your first book or have you written other ones that I'm just not clued in on? I have written books that will never see the light of day. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all have those. I think we all have those. Shoved in a drawer. (laughs) But yeah, this is my first book that's out there officially. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. And it's called Julia Monroe Begins Again. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the really cool cover. Um, And it's super fun. I'm like staring at the guy has a coffee cup. The girl has a coffee cup. So to me, it's already a best-selling book. I mean. (laughs) As you sip your coffee. As I sip my coffee right here. You know it. (laughs) Oh, fun. Okay. So the question every author struggles with is the one I'm going to ask you. And then we'll just oh, talk. <laughs> What's your book about? <laughs> Easy one. Oh, okay. Good. Um, So the, it's a um, inspirational romantic comedy and it's about Julia Monroe. Um, she lives in New Orleans and she just turned 40. So all of us women who are in our fabulous 40s, we can totally relate to Julia with the things that she goes through, um, like with, you know, first mammograms and um, <laughs> battling muffin tops and um, having older parents um, and sometimes cranky older parents, and especially in Julia's case, because her mama is um, extremely cranky. Oh. Um, <laughs> So um, one thing that readers will discover very early on about Julia is that she's an avid risk avoider. So 10 years ago, her husband um, died um, very abruptly, and she was left a widow with two young children to raise. Um, And so, but now those two kids are grown up, and they have moved out of town. They're attending college out of state. And so Julia finds that she's got some extra time in her hands now that the kiddos are gone. And so she decides that she's going to spend that extra time in building her small business, which is cleaning houses for a living. And so, but what happens is her ex from 20 years ago, Samuel Reed, who just pummeled her heart in college, he- (laughs) He moves back to town and he joins her church of all the things- Yes. And so he is determined to win her back. And despite her feeling that magnetism, you know, towards him, she wants nothing to do with him. Um, But her best friend is a big time meddler and she gets involved. And that's just how the story just kind of takes off from there. That sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) And I love that you're kind of filling that gap too of the, I don't want to say older women because I'm in my forties. So I prefer not to be considered older. But you know, yeah. you're not like the 20 something romancy. It's, it's, it's real life for us people who are experiencing the exciting age of 40. Something. I know. Right. And all <laughs> the <those> new things, <laughs> you know, I will say though, I don't think 
I don't know, man. The idea of dating again. <laughs> At this age, I'm like, no, thanks. I'm done. <laughs> Does she deal with any of that? Is she kind of like, yeah, no, I'm done. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. She, <laughs> she doesn't, she doesn't want to date. She, you know, but as the book, as the story progresses, she starts to think in a new way and yeah. feelings and all uh, that. stuff. Uh-huh. So yeah. That's so fun. So what gave you the idea for this story? Like what inspired you to go, hmm, 40 something kids in college. Let's write well, a rom-com. Yeah. It's, it's a story that God definitely dropped into my heart. Mm, um, okay. I had, I, I love reading inspirational romance. Like it's my jam. I get mm-hmm. so uplifted and enjoy it so much. And I was noticing that the books I was reading, I wasn't seeing like the characters like my age. And mm-hmm. so um, I talked to a group of friends who are big time readers and I asked them, I'm like, have, have y'all seen anything with like 40 year old characters, you know, in traditional publishing? And they were like, no. And I said, well, what do y'all think if, if I wrote one? And they were like, yes, like do it. You know, that's, that's something we could relate to. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I was still really nervous about it because I hadn't seen it out there and I'm not published. I don't have a following. I don't have like people that'll like cheer me on no matter what I do. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get my foot in the door. Yeah. And so um, I kind of like, eh, you know, I kind of put it off, but God just kept tapping me about it, like Mm -hmm. nudging me, Hey, give this a try. So Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh Lord, I I don't know. And so I said, okay, well, this is what I'll do. I'll do a rough outline and some sample chapters and we'll just see how that feels. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and so it felt wonderful to write this character at this age and to write things that I was going through humorously, you know, with, Mm -hmm. with being older. And Mm -hmm. so, but I was like, okay, well I did that. Now I'm going to put it back on the side again, because I don't, I was just too nervous. I wasn't seeing anything out there yet. It didn't feel like I could right. make that leap. Yeah. And so God kept nudging me about it. And so I was like, okay, this is what I'll do. I'll submit the opening chapters for a contest and I'll get anonymous feedback from judges and I'll see if they're like, shun me, like, no, and oh, no. Like, don't do 40 year old romance. Or if I get positive feedback, then they'll kind of <laughs> help me, you know, know what to do. So it was you, the contest was like your fleece, right? You're like throwing the fleece out. <laughs> yeah, because it's anonymous, you know, right, right, right. they don't like it and they don't know that I wrote it. So, but um, yeah, so Oh my gosh. So what happened with that was I submitted for that contest and I was kind of like, okay. And I went back to writing Mm -hmm. another manuscript um, with 20 something characters in it. And um, a few of like a month or two later, I had, uh, I attended a virtual conference and I got an editor appointment with Rayla Shane here at Bethany house, Mm -hmm. who at the time was the um, acquisitions editor. And, um, and so I didn't have anything well, okay. So when you have those appointments, you get to submit a one sheet. Right. And so, um, which is like a flyer for the book that you want to pitch. And she had my last completed manuscript already in her inbox. So I didn't want to do one for that. So I feel really sneaky that I did this, but I made a one sheet for the 40 year old romance. <laughs> sent it, And um, I figured, you know, what's the worst that can happen, right? You know, she'll look at it and be like, Ooh, or I don't know. <laughs> so, so we had our 10 minute appointment 
And um, it went really well. I didn't pitch anything because she had my last manuscript already. Mm -hmm. I didn't talk at all about the 40 year old romance because I just, I was like sweating knowing that I'd already like sent her the one sheet. So I was just leaving alone. And um, so we just chit chatted and I picked her brain during the 10 minutes and um, our session was over. And I was just grateful that I didn't, I don't think I said anything to embarrass myself during that time. (laughs) (laughs) So I figured I counted it as a win. Right. So then, um, and this is a part of this story that I haven't shared anywhere else. Ooh, so. is this an exclusive? We have an exclusive. an exclusive. Everybody lean in, listen close. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't told anybody this part yet, but, um, my husband, he's, he's heard the different, um, interviews that I've done so far. And he's like, Rebecca, you're leaving out like one of the biggest parts. And I was like, oh, but I don't want it to come across the wrong way or, mm. So anyway, here we go. So, um, so between that session with her, um, the last manuscript that my agent had sent out to publishers, a public, another publisher became interested in it okay. and they wanted to offer me a contract for it. And I was like, Whoa, uh-huh. like, Oh my goodness, this is happening. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so, And so then a few days after that agent appointment with Rayla, she reached out to me and she Mm -hmm. said, I saw the one sheet that you submitted. And I was like, (laughs) and, um, and she was interested in moving forward with it. Mm -hmm. So it turns out the contest that I had submitted those sample chapters for, she was the final judge in and she read them. And so when she got the one sheet, she made the connection and she was like, Oh, okay. And so she was like, I want to move forward with this. And I was like, whoa, like what is happening? And my agent was like, what is happening? (laughs) And so then in the end, I was, I had to decide between Mm -hmm. one or two places to go. Um, And it was, um, it was a, it was a tough decision because on one side I had a book that was done and could work with a wonderful publisher. On the other side, I had this one that I was so excited that I loved writing those chapters for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you know, after a lot of time on my knees in prayer and um, close family and friends praying, you know, I just felt it was right to go with with um, Bethany House and, and make it the 40-year-old romance. So. Oh, it's so exciting. It, it is. And let me, I don't know if preface is the right word for this, but the way that this all happened, it was just, um, it was like manna, you know, Mm -hmm. because I had been writing for a contract that had been my goal. Okay. Okay. But back in 2019, I had attended a seminar that Becky Wade had given on, um, survival, survival skills for writers. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it was something that she said in that, that just like punched me right in the gut. And uh, I'm going to read what, what she said. Okay. And it was the reward of this work is the satisfaction of writing stories for and with God, not a contract. And that was like a big boom moment for me because yeah. up until that point, that's what my focus was. Sure. I wasn't, I wasn't focused on writing what necessarily God wanted me to write. And that was just from that moment on, it was like, I looked at everything. It was like turned upside down mm-hmm. and I started praying over my work, um, which I hadn't done before and just going where I felt like God wanted me to go. Right. 
So, um, and so in the end, it was like, once I shifted my focus away from wanting a contract, and that's why I was at it, it was like, in the end, it was like, here, God showed up with two contracts, like, and so I get goosebumps whenever I think about it. And um, so, yeah, it's just a testimony to just how wonderful it is when you, when you step out in faith and when you actually put your focus on the Lord, Mm -hmm. he can do. And Mm -hmm. the piece that I've had too, with writing with, with that mindset as well has just been, it's been a beautiful thing. That's awesome. And then when you write the story with Julia Monroe begins again, do you find that some of those uh, faith elements seep into the story too, like the stuff that you're currently experiencing or growing in all of a sudden your characters are currently growing in. Yes. Yes. And I'm sure <laughs> that happened with yes. you as well. Yes. And it's so, it's so, um, it's wonderful because it helps you relate to your characters, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. especially like with me, with the whole giving control of things to God and not relying on ourselves. Right. It can be such a struggle. And that's something that Julia has in the book as well, because it's, it's easy to say with something like, okay, God, I can't handle this here. You take it. But then when we don't see things going our way, we start to like kind of take it back from him and Mm -hmm. we just end up in the same spot. So, right. right. Yeah. That's awesome. I love hearing those stories of how authors come into like really their first contract stories and their debut novels are just, it's always so interesting and everyone's story is so different and yet it's so similar, if that makes sense. Like the journey to get there is very different, but it seems, it always seems to me like it's right when we're kind of like, oh, this isn't happening or, oh, this isn't going right. And then God just kind of swoops in and goes, okay, finally, now just let me do this for you, please. Yes. Yes. Yeah. His timing, it's perfect. And it's never what you expect it to. I mean, for me anyway, personally, it's never quite how I expect things to turn out, but mm-hmm. it's just like, and I don't know why I'm so surprised the time and time again, right. <laughs> that, that, it, that things work out that way. But I know. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'm like, God, you're still capable. Really? You can't do this again. <laughs> I know. It's like when I, when I was reading the old Testament, like years ago, I'd get so frustrated with those Israelites. Like, right. Like, I know. Like you saw the Red Sea and you had the pillar, the fire and, and, you know, but then hello, I'm just Mm -hmm. as guilty of of Mm -hmm. letting those doubts creep in and and forgetting about all the wonderful things that he's done and all the evidence that has built up in our lives for us to look back on. Right. Right. Yeah. I was teaching a Sunday school class um, to, I think they were freshmen in high school, freshmen or sophomore. And we were going through the, the Israelites in the old Testament. And I was like, basically the hamster wheel of believe, live well, start drifting, go away from God, get judged, believe, you know, and you just kind of keep going around the circle. And I had one kid go, oh my gosh, I have to stop you. And I'm like, what? And they're like, these people were idiots. They were so stupid. And this kid goes off on this rant about the Israelites, like how dumb they were and all the things that they didn't see that they should have seen. So it would have made life so much simpler and how they complicated things. And I just sat there and went, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then when she was done, I was like, okay, so has that ever happened in your life? And she goes, absolutely. And then she just kind of stops and she's like, okay, that's not cool. And I said, welcome to Sunday school. It's called conviction. (laughs) 
I love it. I love it. I love that y'all had that conversation there because that's a real conversation. It is. It yeah, is. And that's something wonderful for those other kids to have heard. And, and it's going to stick with them and it's going to stick with her, you know, through her life, something like that. Right. Well, and that's the thing, you know, I think within even, I mean, getting off a little bit on a rabbit trail here, but that's okay. Cause that's what we do here. Um, but you know, as you study scripture, one thing that always, I don't want to say drives me nuts, but drives me nuts is when we're told or kids are told, don't question what's in the Bible because it's God's word. And I'm like, no, you question it so that you understand it. If you're supposed to just accept unblind faith, your faith is really going to be foundationless because you don't have it. Exactly. Like you can have head knowledge, but I guarantee you that this girl who went through this epiphany moment in Sunday school to realize she's pretty much an Israelite herself. Like we all are, (laughs) Um, you know, she was, that's her own light bulb moment that God's taking her on this path that's going to stick in her mind because she ranted and because she asked the questions. And I think that's just so critical to a faith. Yeah. And that journey that we're on. So what kind of faith journey does Julia go on in this story? Um, I guess she goes on well, with the control thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, because she she is a risk avoider, so she doesn't like to take chances. She just kind of wants to stick with what she's comfortable with, mm-hmm. uh, what she can do. And she she comes to realize that it's not about what she can do, but it's about what God can do in her life. And yeah. so when you stop looking at the limits that you that we have because we all have limits but mm-hmm. god is limitless and there's, right. there's nothing that he can't handle right. so for her definitely that's something that that she grows into and also too is just is not just going to god with the big things in life like mm-hmm. the big troubles the big right. concerns or issues but even the small things yeah you know, because he cares about everything he cares if if you're stressed in a certain moment or mm-hmm. if if you're feeling tired and and you know, like go to him for everything, mm-hmm. even the small things, even if you got a hangnail that's driving you crazy, it's, right. it's, you know, it's okay to pray like, God, can you give me some relief for this? Or like, it's, it's everything he's concerned about yeah. everything in our lives. And it's just, yeah. So that's yeah. another, well, no, I love that because, you know, I do, I do children's church on Sunday. T- I, I do a lot of stuff with kids and, <laughs> but we do children's church. And when you have little kids that are like five, or even oh, four, and you're just wow. like, what do you need prayer for? It's always like my hangnail, or I lost my stuffed puppy, and we can't find it, or can you pray for my grandpa? Why? I don't know. No. You know, they don't have a specific request, just pray for grandpa, and so you have these really simple prayer requests, which is so cute, but then yeah. if you like graduate those kids into their 30s, and they start asking for those same things, we we're like, what? But yet you go back to scripture and Christ says, come to me like little children. Yes. You yes. know, he's not looking for eloquence. He's just looking for honesty. And I love that about that approachability of God. Yes, for sure. For sure. And I love that, that childlike faith in children mm-hmm. and that, cause that's, and especially you, I love that, that you're so involved with, with teaching them because I mean, they're the future. They are. And, I mean, and that you're building on on them with asking for prayer too, because I think that's a lot of times that people struggle with is asking others to pray for them. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you're instilling that in them now, like, hey, yeah. ask 
ask others, you know, ask others for prayer and then you can pray for them. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I just Mm -hmm. love that. Yeah. I think it's, it's so neat. And, and, um, yeah. Okay. So I have to share this prayer request. It was really silly. I thought it was ridiculous. So two years ago with the whole COVID thing and all of that, I lost my job. Right. And I was the main source of income. So it was, it was an extremely uptight period of time. And, um, so this is what we do as adults. We're like, this is so dumb, but I'm going to tell it anyway. And yet if I was four, we'd think it was adorable. Right. So I have a cat and his name is Foo. And, um, right there. Yeah. He's, he's sleeping right over here. I don't know if you can all see him. Yeah. Hi, Foo. There's Foo. Yeah. So anyway, he's a whole other story, but anyway, he, um, got spoiled when I had income because I would give him every night before bed, just one of those little silly Sheba things. Right. And he loves them. Well, when you run out of money, all of a sudden dry cat food is sorry, cat, here's your existence now. And every night he was in and out my feet and out my feet. And I'm like, to the point where I'm like, this is so dumb. I'm going to pray for cat food. I'm literally going to pray for soft cat food. And it's the dumbest thing I've ever prayed for. Not a need, not a necessity. I can list 80 people right now who are dealing with cancer. Why am I praying for cat food? But I did. And my friend calls me the next day and she's like, oh, hey, we need some help at the food pantry this week. Can you come in and help pick up donations? I'm like, sure. Well, I get into the food pantry. There's a wall of cat food, dry cat food, cat litter, and wet cat food. And I kind of looked at it. I'm like, you guys give out cat food? And the the pantry lady goes, no, we don't. But Walmart donates everything. And we don't know what to do with the cat food. Dog uh-huh. food. She goes, dog food we can get rid of. Nobody needs cat food. I'm like, well, if you need to get rid of some of it, she goes, take it, all of it. Just clean it up because I need that shelf. I came home and for probably a year and a half, we didn't buy dry cat food, wet cat food, or cat litter. It was all supplied. And I kept telling her, I'll leave some of this for somebody else. She goes, don't, please don't. I don't want it here. Like every week I was trying to leave it. And I was just like, wow, Lord, I can't even like not credit you for this. Like that is so awesome because he knew he, we don't have to say it out loud. He knows every thought he knows what's in our heart. He knows the little things that are bothering us and, mm-hmm. and things. And so it's like you like bringing that to him. It yeah. was like, thank you, Jamie. Like, here you go. I know. I know. And I know that he doesn't always provide everything we pray for. He's not like the genie in the lamp type thing, but no, it's those no. little stories that remind you that he's not just concerned with crossing the Red Sea. He is also concerned with the manna moments. Like you mentioned earlier, we just need something little. Yes. And yeah. it becomes huge. So that's such oh, a this has been fun. such a blast. <laughs> oh, this is cool. So you have Julia Monroe begins again. It's out now or it's coming out? Uh, October 24th. October 24th. Perfect. So um, anybody who wants to get in on pre-orders, you could probably go to bakerbookhouse.com. Yes, get yes, free so shipping at 40%, 40% off. off. Yes. yes. And then I'll while um, supplies last, I've got um, a bookmark that goes with each pre-order and an autographed book plate. Aha. So, um, so, so while yeah. the supplies last for the All right. So. And then this is going to air before the release date. So Wait, everybody go, go pre-order. Yeah, go pre-order at bakerbookhouse.com. Like do it now and don't just pre-order for yourself. Get some for everybody on your Christmas list who likes this type of rom-com. Get it for every 40-year-old woman you know and just hand them out in the streets. Just hand them out. 
Because that means you're going to get another book from Rebecca. Because the more oh. books I get handed out, the more Rebecca gets to write. <laughs> That's so sweet. Thank you. No problem. Um, how do readers get to know more about you, though, and follow you and start seeing your writing journey? Um, the easiest way is my website, uh, RebeccaMillette.com. For those who are just listening over the podcast, my first name spelled differently. It's my mama got it from the Bible. Mm-hmm. So it's R-E-B-E-K-A-H, Millette.com. But you can find um, my social media links there, um, more information about the books and the book and places to order it. Mm-hmm. And um, you can also sign up. I do a monthly book giveaway of, of um, inspirational romances because I love that. I love it so much. I love to give them away and um so yes, yeah, so you can sign up for that. And then also my um, quarterly newsletter and with each newsletter, uh, I pick several, there's a bug. I pick several <laughs> people to win um, Amazon gift cards. So oh, I, like, awesome. I like giving away things. It's you so much like fun. giving away things. That's good. That's good. It's fun though, because it's the way we can interact with readers and get to know everybody. So awesome. 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 Well, I am so glad that you've been here and that we've got Julia Monroe begins again and Um, I'm guessing we'll probably have more from you in the future. Um, so this will be fun to, fun to read and watch your journey. Thank you so much. Thanks for being on with us today. Thank you. Bye y'all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.